Hey friends, it's Awkwardly Random with Cynthia and Michelle, where we talk about random topics. Anything and everything awkward is on the table, so let's dive right in. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Awkwardly Random with Cynthia and Michelle. Welcome back. We're back. Sorry we haven't um, seen y'all in a while or spoken to y'all in a while, but we're back. Yep, we know you missed us. It's okay. I know you've just been waiting for another episode to drop. So here you are. You're welcome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're happy to be here. Mish, how mm-hmm. are you? Doing good. Happy. Yeah. It's Saturday. I was able to sleep in. It's so nice. I know. Uh, we were like, what time are we recording? And we decided on 10. And you were like, okay, cool. I'm going to take a little siesta. For real. <laughs> I was like, it was eight. And I was like, I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. So yeah. But it's that's good. early. That what that. time did you actually like? What time did you wake up this At morning? Seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it wasn't even. Yeah. I was just kind of like still asleep, and I was like, I should sleep more. Yeah. My I body was up just at six thirty. Oh wow! Yeah, my body just naturally wakes yes. up because I have. I'm establishing this routine, so my body mm. just like woke up even without the alarm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something weird is going on with my alarms too. Like I put them and they don't go off when I like put them or maybe I'm just so tired that I don't hear them I don't know but I didn't hear it and I just woke up earlier than expected but it's okay I do remember when I lived with you I could hear your alarm go off for five six minutes (laughs) (laughs) like is she gonna like is she alive in there is she gonna turn off that alarm do I have to go in there (laughs) yes okay so I'm the type of person where like I I'm either a very light sleeper or I'm a very deep sleeper, depending yeah. on like yeah. how my week has been or my how my day went. Yeah. And in general, like I'm very bad at sleeping. Like I'm just it's always hard for me to get to fall asleep. Like mm-hmm. I have a certain position, a certain like environment I need to be in. Like I'm it's just hard for me to fall asleep. And when I do, it's either I wake up really easily or I just knock out and it's like, yeah. bro, are you OK? <laughs> And I've had people wake me up because they've heard my alarm. It's so embarrassing. It's you, Rebecca. Remember my cousin, you Rebecca. <laughs> Jesus, my sisters, uh. my mom, like literally everybody are like, bro, your alarm. And I'm like, I know, I know. Okay, but Michelle, what so what kind of alarm do you use? Like, do you use those obnoxious like, yeah. like horns? The ones that are like meant to really yeah. startle you to wake up yeah okay and i use those that don't work i mean sometimes it does sometimes yeah. it doesn't but I, the thing that i learned about myself is that i had to buy my like an actual alarm clock because my phone yeah. is not gonna cut it yeah so the obnoxious ones definitely on my phone yeah but on my alarm clock i use a variety mm-hmm. in case i don't like wake up so I'll start with the soft one and then I'll go to like when I really need to wake up, it's like blaring the it's like evacuation mode. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Hey, do what works best for you. I know. Yeah. But usually I wake up startled in the morning. Yeah. At the best. But yeah, Jesus and Mia have gotten used to it. So, yeah. 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 Okay. I'm a very light sleeper. I hear everything. So yeah i know the slightest alarm yeah will wake so, me up so you only have one alarm and you're able to wake up 
Um, well, I, I'll wake up, but I won't actually get up. So I'll snooze it because I'm still tired, but I, but I do hear it. It does wake me up. But nowadays, I mean, so I work from home and Jasmine, Jasmine works in person. And so she has to actually get up and get ready. So Mm. I kind of just get up whenever like she's kind of up or she gets up and then she gets ready and then she wakes me up. So Mm -hmm. she's kind of my alarm. Nice. Um, That's always good to have another person to wake you up. But sometimes I snooze her too. I'm like, okay, <sighs> later. <laughs> later, later. Give me like 30 more minutes. For real, that's funny. So yeah, anyway. But good, glad you're doing well. It is Saturday. It's yeah, very sunny you? here. I'm good. Happy that it's sunny and that it's warm. We finally got like a little patio balcony set thing. Like a, two chairs and a little mesita. So nice. I've been sitting out there in the mornings or I will eat there or we'll like I'll go and read a book while Mila my dog nice. is just kind of chilling being the neighborhood yeah. watch oh he likes to creep yeah Dogs so, are creepers yep but yeah no nice. all is good so we're happy to have y'all join us today for an awkwardly random podcast episode we're gonna get going with the question then we'll get to the real world ish and then the main topic Mish you and I are coffee drinkers yeah I am are you an iced coffee person or hot coffee? I can't pick one. I love both. I equally? love both equally. It just depends hmm. on for me. Okay. I don't know if this is weird, but it depends on my mood, but then also depends on like the environment. Like, so yeah. when it's cold, I love a hot coffee. Yeah. Or like when it's a cold, chilly morning, a hot coffee is like Oh, the best. Yeah. But then I also love iced coffee. Oh my gosh. In the, the little, summer? <laughs> you know, the little in the cup with yeah. the ice. Love that sound. Um, but I love it. I love iced. I think iced though can get watery really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just depends. I'm kind of particular about it. But I love both, especially during the summer. Iced. Oh my gosh, it's the best. Um, but I limit my coffee consumption to one cup a day, which mm. I'm pretty good at keeping. I've never gone more than one cup. Oh, that's a lie. I've done twice, but mm-hmm. recently it's only been one. So yeah. yeah. What about you? What's your okay. preference? Or if you were to choose, or can you even choose? So I do I love I do love both. But mm-hmm. even in the winter time, I will order an iced coffee. Really? It'll be negative. It'll be negative seven degrees and I'm in the drive through at a Starbucks or Dunkin' or whatever the fuck and I will get an iced coffee. Oh my God. I don't give a fuck. So yes, I mean, it is nice to have like a nice warm coffee. I even like Mm -hmm. tea, like hot tea. Mm -hmm. So like Mm -hmm. a nice warm beverage in the morning to like, you know, cozy up or whatever when it's cold. Mm -hmm. But but that's not like the main factor. It's mainly just like, what am I in the mood for? And I catch myself, I tend, I'm noticing that I gravitate more towards the iced coffee nice at all times of year nice nice so like some people look at me all weird in the winter time carrying my iced coffee when I can't even feel my fingers oh my so cold God. outside we're yeah you can wear gloves though but yeah well yeah, yes, I mean, yes yes everybody but... has their own preference I definitely know that Jackie always gets iced for iced? sure okay yeah my sister um but yeah that's cool I love yeah. iced coffee I love both but you know what? I also noticed one day I didn't drink coffee and I drink one a day. One day mm-hmm. I skipped coffee and I had a terrible headache. 
Yeah. And I don't know if it's because of the lack of coffee that I had that day or, or something else, but I'm like, is this withdrawal? Like, am I, cause it's, <laughs> you can, you, that you can become addicted to coffee. It's yeah. caffeine. That's true. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, maybe I should like tone it down a bit. Yeah. So I don't drink coffee on the weekends. Um, okay. Because I feel like that's my break. But then you, I do realize that like, I feel a little bit more like you feel groggy, more groggy. Like I do have headaches or like maybe I'll take a nap here and there, but that's because I want to actually slow down and enjoy my weekend. And I don't mind feeling that on the weekend, but I definitely realize that there's a difference of when I have coffee and when I don't have coffee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I noticed that I'm like, oh, I should probably tone it down because I do drink it in the weekends too. Mm. And I love coffee with my breakfast on a saturday morning when it's oh, nice out it's... like a nice i had it today no, like i, know. I, had a I nice didn't iced coffee Oof. caramel cold brew it was so good <laughs> <laughs> with my sausage egg and cheese on asiago bread oh i love asiago bagels yes with yeah. coffee mm, yeah i'm starting to go towards like the non the like the less sugary coffee yes, we're just going yes. into a topic about coffee but yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm trying i do that i'm i'm doing that more now that i'm older i realize yeah um but yeah i don't know but sometimes i don't know i mean they let's put, move on yeah we'll, we'll 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 talk about it more but yeah. yes i agree with you we can do a whole podcast episode about coffee we love coffee and i wanted we to do. ask you because i saw that t- you did you see that tiktok I, oh you i think you commented yeah on the one i shared on instagram with all the iced coffee drinkers when they it start reminded their me cups. of you i remember because when we used to live together yeah. you drank a lot of coffee like yes. a lot of iced coffee, iced too, coffee. in particular always mm-hmm. like i don't think i ever saw you drink a hot coffee yeah except maybe like i don't know it was very but always iced coffee i remember mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you would be like we would be like oh, remember yeah. when we were driving your white in the little yaris yaris yeah yaris uh yeah i remember that i would shake it and then drink I it know. yep oh so good all right anyway let's move on <laughs> all right let's move on we okay. hope you yeah let's move on yeah real world real world ish yeah real world ish okay What's happening in the world? <laughs> so I live in Wisconsin and we just had an election earlier this month yep. for the Wisconsin Supreme Court and Judge Janet Protasiewicz. I hope I'm saying that correctly. She's from Milwaukee, yeah. I believe. Ooh. Um, She won the Wisconsin Supreme Court race, essentially flipping the court to um liberal control after like yeah. 15 years of it being under republican yeah. control so this is to me it's a pretty big deal it is um, and so let's yeah let's hope this is going to bring some good some positive changes particularly around abortion rights and um district legislative maps mm-hmm. um i read somewhere that wisconsin has one of the most gerrymandered it's it's one of the most gerrymandered states in the country mm-hmm. um, when it comes to like re- like drawing district maps or whatever. And then yep. also after Roe v. Wade was overturned back la- in last January, um, last year, Wisconsin went back to like they reinstated an abortion ban that they had a long time ago, which made it illegal um, to pursue that procedure. And then it, if unless it was deemed medically necessary to save the patient's life, the mother's life. But 
basically providing an abortion is currently a felony punishable by six years in prison and a fine of up to ten thousand dollars in wisconsin mm-hmm. so that could all change with judge protosewitz now in the wisconsin supreme court so yeah big deal big news make yeah they make sure you highlighted it yeah they really um flipped it and they were yeah. going literally against someone that was super conservative anti-lgbtq plus anti-everything basically anti-abortion. So, anti-abortion yeah and so uh, that's really good news i'm really happy i hope yeah. to see some sort of change because of this um yeah. so yeah let's see what happens and mm-hmm. it's pretty ha- i'm pretty happy to see that especially because i'm from wisconsin too and mm-hmm. super conservative yeah state overall hella white people Mm-hmm. um so yeah i guess we'll see that's a yeah. good win that's a good win congrats congrats wisconsin um okay next house of representatives of tennessee so okay so this was ongoing when we were preparing mm-hmm. um i didn't prepare too much but something. no so, yeah that's cool two of so from my understanding is that there were three House of Representatives. I forgot their names. So Justin Jones, uh-huh. Justin Pearson, and Gloria Johnson. So there's yes. three of them. So, so they were leading some sort of like demonstration or protest in the Capitol. And so I guess they weren't following quorum or like the rules established on like speaking in that space. Yeah. And so they the house of representatives like the republicans wanted to or move to expel two of them which it was um not the women but the two black men justin jones and mm-hmm. what justin was pearson. The, justin pearson and so they actually like actually got expelled um but then I think a day or two afterwards, um, they had amended something. I don't know what happened specifically, but they got reinstated back mm-hmm. into the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is freaking wild, like mm-hmm. to think about, like, because I guess the expulsion of two House of Representatives, like, people who were elected by the people like by their constituents were yeah. removed and this was unheard of i think the last time they did it was a really long time ago and it was for legitimate reasons i yeah. can't remember what they were i don't know if you know mm, no but i do know someone had been expelled for allegations of sexual, sexual misconduct. misconduct like these are yeah. very serious these serious allegations yeah yes but people were making the argument that like this is a dangerous precedent if people can be removed from their elected positions just yeah. because of their political positions or political right. stances. Right. Um, and it was really um I guess moving to see how a lot of young people really protested in yeah. general, like what led it was the protesting of like gun control because of the shooting that happened in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And so it's been really, I guess, powerful to see people not only protesting the gun control issue, but also really backing up 
their elected officials who really mm-hmm. stand for you know their values and their beliefs yeah um so that's pretty cool to see but at the same time like it is dangerous and scary to see people moving and talking about like two black men in like a very very way and like and you can just tell I guess by Tennessee's politics that like they're super right they're super like right wing I mean Mm -hmm. and like super white supremacist like Mm -hmm. ideologies and I don't know. I think that's pretty scary to see, in my opinion, and to see that these people are basically running our country too. You know, it's so scary. yeah, it's pretty scary. But yeah, that's that's what happened with that. I'm really happy that they're reinstated. Yeah, me too. I'm sure their work environment is not going to be the greatest, but they are doing the work mm-hmm. for a lot of their constituents, and um, you know give them a lot of props and support too yeah between that it's probably yeah. not easy. good on them for for what they did yeah it's not easy it's very brave gloria johnson the other representative is a white woman and she was not mm-hmm. um, she was not expelled um so that yeah. just says yeah that's that says another thing so much but also like so the protesting happened days after the mass shooting like you said in nashville in at an, at an elementary school mm-hmm. and it's just like baffling, I guess, to me that the these lawmakers in Tennessee prioritized so much of their time on expelling or punishing, uh, you know, their other lawmakers. When I feel like when like while ignoring what happened just like mm-hmm. a week or so before that at an yeah. elementary school, like it took off all the attention from the mass shooting and. All, the media started to focus on what's happening with the representatives, you know, in the house of yeah. house of reps in Tennessee. And I'm like, okay, we're taking away time from what, like we should be focusing on what literally just happened at a school where kids yeah. lost their lives. Yeah. And we're over here focusing on, you know, punishing other lawmakers for protesting, you know, when the lack of gun control and like gun reform that is needed to prevent what is happening yeah. all over the country. Yep. It's crazy, man. It's a mess. And speaking of mass shootings, there was another one just recently, also in Louisville, Kentucky, at a bank. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know too many details about that, but I think the person, the shooter, was an employee there, a former employee at o- the old National Bank in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and worked there. Yeah. Um, do you have any more details on that? No, not really. Not just the fact that he used to work there. And I think his roommate had called to warn his mom that he was going. And so she informed the police about it. Okay. Um, And that I know that, you know, I guess, yeah, a a couple or a few people were were killed killed because of that. Um, That's terrible, though. See, like this stuff is happening. And like, yeah, we're we're just we're having hearings about TikTok and hearings about, you know, expelling lawmakers. <laughs> I know. It's, I don't know. Living in a mad world. It's, yeah. Yeah, a mad world. That's what it is. Yeah. All right. Let's Moving move on. on. Sorry. Oh, another disgusting story. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't fucking I can't believe this. I can't even talk about it. I mean, it's not. Okay, so. The next one is the Dalai Lama. Recently, mm-hmm. um, there was a 
some sort of event or press or something where a little boy came up to him and asked him for a hug and the Dalai Lama asked him for a kiss on the cheek and then a kiss on the mouth and then literally disgusting took out his tongue and asked the little boy to suck his tongue what the fuck disgusting i i want to throw up right now because the this man and just the audacity and people were commenting like how you know he was so comfortable doing this in front of like cameras and people um like i can't even imagine what he does like in private you know what i mean if he's so comfortable doing this i don't know that's just allegedly i don't know what he does right but this Mm. is what i'm saying it's just disgusting to me and i don't know the fact that he has so much like the position that he is in definitely people look up to him people put him on a pedestal people like see him as like a god like almost a godly figure too because of the religion and this isn't to come at like the religion it's just mostly like people in these positions of power are human and can use it to manipulate and control people and Mm -hmm. We have seen this not only in this, but also in the Catholic Church. We talked about it before when we were prepping, like priests, Mm -hmm. people in the Catholic Church use these positions to take advantage of people who are Mm -hmm. vulnerable Mm -hmm. and it's not okay. And another scary thing about that, well, okay, first of all, that all of that Mm -hmm. is disgusting and I cannot believe, I hadn't heard about it until you told me and I was like, I like what? Yes. Yeah. What? And he issued an apology saying that, I don't know, like his apology, I don't know don't even remember but it was not even okay okay and then apology and then people move on and then it happens again yeah like it's just a cycle Mm -hmm. but um what was I gonna say I lost my train of thought I was gonna say oh 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 so like there's some people no it's okay I was just like in like I couldn't believe (laughs) what was happening but I feel like the scary another scary part about this is that some people, a lot of people are so indoctrinated or believe so strongly in these figures that mm-hmm. they they can get away with these things and they're still going to have so many people following them and following mm-hmm. their word and whatever. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, they just continue to keep getting away with this. Yeah. And other people are like, oh, like, I forgive you or hey, like, you know, it's not a big deal. It, we, you made a mistake. Yeah, no. yeah. And justify or whatever. But like, because they're so deep into it. And yeah. that's so scary. That's yeah. really scary. So yeah, Cardi B spoke out on this. I think she tweeted really basically calling him like a pedophile and whatnot. Basically, then, it is. Yeah. Yes. But let me tell you this. So people are she's receiving a lot of backlash because they're saying, how are you one to talk about this issue when um, a, and she admitted to this, too. She uh, before she kind of came into her the spotlight and fame and mm-hmm. stuff, she would, um, I think, drug certain men who wanted um, who wanted sex with her. And so she would drug them and, and rob them. Right. But that's mm. like, so so she so she did that right, and so mm-hmm. now people are saying, "Who are you when you're also a predator? Like you drugged men and robbed them. Like why are you commenting on these things?" 
and she made a video basically doubling down like I am not a fucking pedophile and yeah. I will speak out on these things I don't yeah. give a fuck what you have to say and so but yeah. people are bringing that like her past into this saying like you shouldn't have an opinion on this if you also you know preyed on you preyed on men yeah it was different you know? though but that they're is different, so different yeah they're different because there's different like they are inherently like the power dynamics are there yes. like they there's no way that you can get around that these are authority figures especially yep. in their respective religions yep. or structures that they're in like it, they are inherently more powerful mm-hmm. compared to like Cardi B. Mm-hmm. And then also like, I'm not saying what she was doing was okay, but they were men and these are kids. Like mm-hmm. kids are different. You know what I mean? Like kids are vulnerable. Kids, I don't know. I just hate anything that has to do with like the mistreatment of kids of or children, just like yeah. in general, all of that. Like that is not okay. Mistreatment and abuse of people who are very vulnerable. Vulnerable, yeah. Yeah. So honestly, I'm on Cardi B's side and I'm glad she spoke out about it because she has a big following too. Mm-hmm. And like, she has a lot of influence as well. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, anyway, disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. Let's move Let's on go. to something cool, something fun to yeah. end the segment. This also happened in real life and real world. We went yeah. to go see <laughs> Allie and AJ in concert separately. Ooh, so you yeah. went, you saw her a few days before I did. Yeah, in them. Minneapolis. No, I saw them. Oh, yeah, oh, was it the day yeah, before? Yeah. No, two days. I saw two them days. on Thursday. Or was oh, it Wednesday? We- I don't remember. But I yeah. saw them here in Minneapolis. And yeah. Cynthia saw them in Madison. Yeah, they were so Ooh. good. It was, yeah, they were good. I loved it. It was fun. And they brought me back to my childhood. Same. I was like, oh, this is the best. And their music, their new music is really good. Yes. Yeah. I like the whole, like indie vibe Mm -hmm. like there it's just like a good vibe they are good vibes they just seem like really wholesome people too um Mm -hmm. and really about their music so I really appreciated that it's so cool like because they're sisters and yeah you could tell the love they have for one another Mm -hmm. and it shows in their music and in the way they perform and they would like look at each other and sing to each other and play whatever instruments together and like it was just a fun it was a fun night yeah it was fun I liked it no. Did you get any merch from them? No, it was too pricey. I didn't get any me. merch either. I didn't want to stand in line. <laughs> was there a big line to get merch? Yeah, for mine. Oh, it was. shoot. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But no, I mean, I also didn't want to spend that much money either. So, yeah. yeah. But I it was wanted fun. their vinyl. Oh, really? Oh, I would love that. I wanted a record. tote bag or yeah. uh, like a tea. Yeah. But, we used to order them online, you know, they have a shop. So Yeah, yeah. I might. I was considering it. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway, so that happened. It was great. It was, fun. It was good. If you like Ellie and AJ, let us know. If you like any particular songs, let us know. What's your favorite out. song? So um I like a lot of their songs, mm-hmm. but potential breakup song brought me back 15 years <laughs> to like however old I was yeah like 15 and it all like my childhood just came flooding back to me when that song played so yeah that had like a deep impact on my soul but I really <laughs> like on the ride oh okay yeah uh and I really like um with love from which is their their newer single mm-hmm. like isn't mm-hmm. their new new album yeah. yeah I really like that one 
Nice. Do you have a favorite or favorites? I have a lot. I actually owned their first CD ever, the Into the mm, Rush. So mm-hmm. I have base. I really liked all of their first, like their first album. So I really liked um, Into. I mean, Into the Rush is really good for me. Yeah. Um, what's the other one? On the ride, but then also in a second. There's uh, a song called In a Second, one? and no one. No one, yeah, I like love no those. One. Um, and then out of the blue, I don't know. <laughs> I just like a lot of their songs. Basically, but, we love all their music. And then, but I really love Division, and I like the fact that they played it live. <gasps> yes. I I prefer Division over like potential breakup song. It's mm-hmm. more of like, I don't I don't think it, it's like re- really underrated song. Yeah, so Division is really good. Yeah. Um, and then I would love slow dancing. Me too. Like. I I think I'm going to dance to that at my wedding. Oh, so slow dancing. Um, and then I really like the with love song too. So yeah, all, of all good great. music. Yeah, we love really them. Good. Okay, comment if you like Ellie and AJ and what songs you like from them. For real, let us know. Let us know. All right, so main topic we're going to talk about marriage, polygamy, monogamy, jealousy, all of that part of the human condition human nature i feel kids. like we can all relate. Re- oh kids i feel like we can all relate in some sense you, i like I how i forgot kids it's because i don't have kids <laughs> i don't either <laughs> that already speaks volumes <laughs> anyway so <clears throat> excuse me so i have been reading this book called the weirdest people in the world um how let me let me make sure i don't like mess up this title it's called how we became how the west became psychologically peculiar and particularly prosperous it's this thick ass book like 500 something pages came out in 2020 and it's by a harvard professor named joseph henrik he's like he's like in a bunch of podcasts that i listen to so that's why i started to kind of like research him but basically mm-hmm. he looks at like history psychology economics and how we evolved as a human species and in different ways and one of them was marriage and monogamy and things like that so mm-hmm. then we just started getting into a conversation like Michelle and I and prepping, like, what are we going to talk about? And we ended up talking about this. What is monogamy? Mm-hmm. Are we monogamous? Um, why are we not married yet? And things like that. And we're going to talk about it. You know, we'll do a deep dive. Yep. So let's get into it. So with that, let's talk about marriage. Ooh. We are not married. We are not married. <laughs> I am not a married person. Uh, same. <laughs> do you plan to be at some point? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. So I think so. I don't know. I guess. Well, we'll yeah. get into it. I just I was yeah. just curious, but no, yeah, I do. Do you? Yeah, I think so. In the yeah. future, I'm not like in a rush, but yeah, I would be. Yeah, I would like same. to get married. All right, so let's backtrack a little bit. Culturally. How do you feel like our cult? Well, yeah. How do you feel like our culture sees marriage, or like, do you feel like are there any expectations for people mm-hmm. like us to get mm-hmm. married? You know, where you just turned thirty, I'm approaching thirty in a month. I know. I was like, okay, I'm not thirty yet until I'm thirty. <laughs> um. Yes, <laughs> I think culturally because we both are Mexican. Yes. Both of our parents were born and raised in Mexico. Yep. So we're the first people in our families, I guess, born in the United States. Yes. So 
culturally as Mexicans, yes, I would say there is a cultural expectation for people to get married uh, or if they're in a long-term relationship to eventually get married mm-hmm. because I do see like, I don't know. I think our culture can be a little hypocritical in general where they're like, we need you to be married. You know, we need you to do it through the Catholic church because Mexicans are generally all Catholic. I know there is like here and there people are different, but generally it's ca- majority it's a, majority mm-hmm. is Catholic. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that there, there's that expectation, I think. But personally, like with my family, I didn't feel that I don't feel that pressure or that expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned this before, but my parents are divorced. Um, they got separated when I was like five. And so for me, marriage was never really play. Like I never was like nobody in my family put that expectation on me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see like, not my immediate family, but folks outside of my immediate family that are still family members extended do family. ask me, yeah, extended mm-hmm. family, do ask me, like, are you, like, are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? Like, hey, you're, you're 30. What are you doing? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> it's not your business. Or Wait, like, Mish, quick question. What am, yeah. Let me just ask you real quick. Sorry. Are, have you been asked that? before you met Jesus and then no or also so more so now that you've been with Jesus for a while okay okay yes because my family well okay so there's different people types of people in my family there's people who got married young and had kids young there's people who haven't gotten married and just have kids with people but they've been with their partner for that a long time time and then there's people who are single in my family and just um, recently started getting married. And then there's, yeah, I guess those are the options. But for me, I never was asked, oh, do you want to get married? When do you want to get married? Like, I never even thought I was going to get, ma- like, I never thought I was going to get married. Right. Like, that was not a thing for me. Like, okay, having people, like, parents who were divorced, like, I I was like, oh, I, I still don't see marriage in the way that, like, a lot of people see marriage. Like, yeah. um, because marriage, and I maybe it comes, like, through my parents being divorced and then going to law school and learning about, like, like, the, the beginnings of marriage and, like, mm-hmm. what it means. It's, like, it really is more of like a contract and the benefits given to you by the government. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people also view it like a very spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty interesting. I don't know. Like I like the, I I don't know. Like I don't have that same view of marriage Mm -hmm. as like most people, you know how like most people are like, Oh, like, I thought about my wedding when I was younger. Like I knew what I colors was I like wanted. That. Like I was never like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I and I was never asked about that. Like getting married was never a goal, and it still isn't really a goal to me. I don't see it as like a life achievement either. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like how most people do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess that's what about you? So like, 
like I know we grew up in the same culture like what was your upbringing like about like marriage like how did you see that growing up were yeah. you asked that at a young age are you asked that now how does that make you feel what do you think about it yeah culturally I mean I agree I mean we grew up in within like the same culture Mexican culture Catholic culture mm -hmm. I yes that was culturally that was expected of you like you get married and you get married not only do you get married but you get married kind of young so that you can have kids right and like you know move on with your life that way build your family and whatnot mm -hmm. uh my immediate family I grew up with married parents they were married for 20 something years and uh, yeah so all my life I saw I, I grew up with my immediate family which was my two parents in the same household my and my siblings and myself so I saw that but I was never like really pushed for pressured or really asked like hey are you going to get married or like what are your plans or what do you think or anything like that mm -hmm. the main thing focus the main focus was for me to go to school so my, when my mom uh, registered me uh, for a people program when I was like in sixth grade she's like I want you to continue your education and go to school and go to college that's what I that you know we moved here for for a better life and to give you opportunities that I never had mm -hmm. as a kid yeah yeah so like that was the push that I was given is like yeah you know, you got to build yourself up here and, and, and go to school, have a career, have yeah. a career. Yeah. And be independent for me, for me, it was always I, like, yeah, mm -hmm. sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? <clears throat> no, I mean, just to add to that, like for me, it was, it was all of that, but also like, because my parents came from divorced parents, both yeah. of my parents were like, I want you to be an independent, independent. woman. Mm -hmm. I want you to be able to like, have your own career, have your own money, have your own mm -hmm. everything, mm -hmm. not just from my mom, but from my dad's side too. Like they really wanted all of their kids or my, all of their kids. There's only three of us, all of us <laughs> to be that way, to be self-sustaining, to yeah. be self-reliant. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no. And so I, I, I had that same experience and it mm -hmm. wasn't that I was being pushed away from marriage. Cause I feel like mm -hmm. you can have both, like you can be independent and self-sustaining and also get married. Yes. Like, yes. I don't understand yeah. why there's like a either or like a binary. Everything seems to be a binary when I don't yeah. think that's how it should be. But anyway, I yes. digress. Yeah. So like, it wasn't that like they said, like, don't get married, but the push was more. So the focus was more of like, go to college and you know, whatever. And I would say for my extended family, I would get asked um, because I was still single, like throughout high school, most of my high, like Same. basically, yeah, all of high school Same. and like middle, like I was in even most of college. So I was single for a long, long time. Yeah. And, be, and then people would be like, or more specifically, like extended family, you know, relatives, not mm -hmm. in my immediate family. Um, you know, have you met someone, you know, are, you know, are Chismosos. you dating, you know, yeah. tienes novio, right? El novio pa cuando? It's like that cliche, like question that, you know, we get yeah. asked or whatever. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I would get asked that not necessarily the marriage part because I wasn't even in a relationship at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think had I been in one, maybe that would have been more the question that I was asked. Yeah. Uh, do you plan to get married? You know, yeah. do you want kids and blah, 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 which we'll get into the kids, you know, conversation yeah. later, but so that's kind of what I was asked, but yeah, yeah, that's what I was pushed for. But I, mm -hmm. I'm, in, I have no, I'm in no rush to get married. Yeah, I do want to get married, but I can wait a little bit. So, do you get asked that <clears throat> now because you're in a really serious oh, good relationship question. with Jasmine? <clears throat> um, 
I've been asked that I, I maybe my mom has asked me not like oh when are you going to get married but you know do you see yourself getting married mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like gen- like a genuine it seems to me just mm-hmm. genuinely you know what are your feelings you know but not mm-hmm. th- not to say that one your answer is going to be right or wrong it's just mm-hmm. like I'm just curious you know do you mm-hmm. do you think you'll you'll get married mm-hmm. um so, so yeah. how do you mm-hmm. I'm curious to ask you like how you view marriage because you came from a family like, that's different from mine like you came from a parents who were married who were together for a long time and you mm-hmm. grew up with like them as a married like married parents versus mm-hmm. like me like I grew up with parents who were separated mm-hmm. how does how do you do you think that had an impact on how you view marriage now or like how do you view marriage is what I'm wondering I mean I don't put such an emphasis on marriage even though I did grow up seeing um a pretty healthy marriage whatever that means to people but like they mm-hmm. seemed happy they co-parented like we were all we were you know a tight family um but I saw them as two to my two parents I didn't really like mm-hmm. see them like yes they were married but I never really ex- like consciously thought like oh my parents are married you know what I mean like it was just like here's my mom here's my dad and we're living all together you know we're one happy family you know what I mean? Like I wasn't. No, I don't it. know. My parents I, were not like that. Well, but no, I understand them. What I'm trying to say is, like, I wasn't consciously aware yeah. or thinking about the fact that they are married. Mm-hmm. Had even if they weren't married and we were still living as one happy family, like I still would have probably seen it the same because I just saw them as my mm-hmm. parents. Mm-hmm. You know, but um. I have several friends who quite a bit, a lot of my friends grew up with separated parents or like single Mm -hmm. parents. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really, I don't really like, I understand marriage is important and I think it is special, Mm -hmm. but I don't Mm -hmm. think it's the end all be all. I don't think it's for Mm -hmm. everybody. I don't think people Mm -hmm. should be forced or pressured into it. I don't see it as like you said, this life achievement. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I did grow up seeing, you know, a a pretty healthy good marriage for Mm -hmm. most of my childhood and adolescent and part of my adulthood Mm -hmm. so I don't know if that answers your question but I don't really like see it as like this like super sacred thing that everybody needs to do yeah yeah I don't know I'm just wondering how you see it I mean I kind of already said that I I'm trying to find so like like I mentioned like the way that I see it it's more like matter of fact of like oh like we're getting into this like official commitment with having legal benefits um the legal but at the part same, yeah yeah mm-hmm. but at the same time like people do create a special or have made it like a spiritual like connection or bond with your partner which is why I'm just wondering like how you view marriage or like because I, mean, I yes, think there's different yeah. between like the actual wedding ceremony aspect versus like being in a marriage. También, right? Yeah, I would say. So I'm wondering like how you see that. I mean, it's a big it's a big deal in the sense that yes, it's official legally and stuff if you get married mm-hmm. through what like the court or whatever and you have to sign and then you're you know, you file joint taxes or whatever, you know, things are <laughs> intertwined combined yeah combined yeah credit score though credit scores like things and then like you know if you're married and you want to get you know buy a house or get a car you also need your spouse's signature don't you or something where you have to do things together and do 
So that's a pretty big commitment. Or like whatever your spouse does affects you. So affects like you, yes. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, so that's what that's in that sense. I mean, obviously, I take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I think there's a very big taboo around divorce, mm. and um, I don't think there should be. I think mm. you can get married and if for whatever reason down the line, even though you made this big commitment, you decide I don't want to be married to you anymore, you know, that I would like a divorce. Like, mm-hmm. I think that happens a lot. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And that's, that's just, it happens. That's like, you, like a matter of fact, like that's you were life. just saying, and yeah. that's life. Right. And so mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm trying to go with this point, but I, I'm just trying to like, try help destigmatize all of that like yeah. if you get married it's because it's for life and all these things and while yes that's the goal like maybe it yes, is. that's the plan those right? are the like, vows those i want to be with you for the rest of my life also life happens yeah. and things happen <laughs> and you never know <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that is so true that is real i think that 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 is true and that's real and that makes sense and yeah, yeah i definitely think that whatever you make of whether you want to get married or not I think it just depends I don't I think you're right I agree that it's not for everybody um and I also think that marriage looks different for different people like there's no like this is how you act when you're married and this is what you do and you have kids and all these other things that like we're kind of we were born into this like we were born into like the society and the structures and the traditions of this but we don't necessarily have to follow it and I think that's what we're seeing now with like mm-hmm. a lot of people like us that like we're not married you know what I mean or we're choosing not to be married yet Dude, most of our friends to... are not married and most of our friends are not married and we were talking about this earlier like we know people who like some of our friends are married um but the majority of our friends are still very single and, and that's okay. And mm-hmm. like, we are creating that narrative and we, and there's different reasons as to maybe why like people are not getting married. And I think those reasons are valid. Yeah. Um, and even if you don't have any reasons, like you don't really need to explain it to anybody in my opinion, but I just think that this society makes it very hard for like single people to live on their own. Um, yes. And that's what sucks. And I think that's why a lot of people are, are kind of talking about this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we are getting pressure from like, not like higher generations of like, why aren't you getting married? Why aren't you having kids? But yeah. I okay. saw this YouTube video recently. Um, I added some things to our like outline and stuff. Mm-hmm. I meant to add it to my own notes. Mm-hmm. but I whatever I edited there so you can see it but it's yeah it's cool so I watched this YouTube video about why millennials mm-hmm. are not getting married millennials being people who were born between 1981 1996 so we're part of Us, that group yeah mm-hmm. um and they were talking about how the entry into adulthood kind of has changed over time yes yeah and you know it used to be okay you're becoming an adult. What does that mean? It means that you now have to look for a forever partner. You you should be getting married. And then what's after that? Well, you should be having kids and starting your family mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And that started to change with the education system and things like that. And we people started going to school and mm-hmm. moved towards that and building a career. It has been more of the entry into adulthood yeah. rather than going straight into marriage. 
They mm-hmm. talked about finances and the high cost of living and student loan debt, inflation, mm-hmm. things like that. Like it's becoming really hard even for us to even just like buy a house. Yeah. Right? And so um, sometimes it makes more sense not to get married um, for certain reasons. Like um, like when they talked about student debt, I think there's the individual income based driven payments that you can do. Yeah. I don't know if you can do that if you're married. Because now mm-hmm. you're you're combining another income. Yeah. Or um, like people qualify yeah. for certain benefits on their own. On their but own. Then when they get married, that's yes. a combined income and they don't longer qualify they for don't those qualify. benefits. Yeah, so, that's a great way to put it. That's what I was trying to yeah. say. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, they talked about women entering the workforce and education. So, you know, it used to be mm-hmm. that women would stay home a lot mm-hmm. more because they yeah. couldn't go out at work and they couldn't go to school. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know... So then there's more people work, more women in the workforce working less and less Mm -hmm. housewives, I guess. And so it's declining marriage rates. I've learned this term hypergamy, which is like when you marry up, I guess, when you want higher status, you want to marry someone who's of higher status, quote unquote. And with women becoming more educated and, um, building their careers and entering high places of high, you know, uh, positions of power in certain areas of their work, the standards for men is becoming higher and higher. That's what I, that's what I was. should be, I guess. It should have always been. You need to have like, like, first of all, you should be able to choose, right? Who you want to get married to. Cause that was one thing is like, you also couldn't choose. Yeah, no. Um, But with women also entering higher status, you know, whatever that means, right? With education mm-hmm. or career and whatnot, mm-hmm. they also wanted a man with higher status. So mm-hmm. that impacted um, marriage rates and stuff like that. And then of course the risk of divorce people, mm-hmm. I mean, marriages are ending up in divorce at a, like a 50% rate today. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like divorce can get, is is a, probably a hard, a hard thing to go through. I've I've never been married or divorced, so I don't I can't really speak on it necessarily. But, but I know it's hard. Yeah, it's a hard thing, mm-hmm. and so people don't want to like risk that, and I think that's fair too. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that to say, like people are really seeking for reasons as to why, like why is this happening? Also, some people just don't want to get they don't want to get married, and that's like it, point blank. Yeah, and none of that was not in that list in this video and yeah it should it should have been <laughs> yeah yeah that's true so yeah we're just it's okay this... you're not doing anything wrong with your life nothing's wrong with you if you're not married and if you are married congratulations yeah and we're also we're happy, happy for you, for if you. you are married. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah yeah i think what we're trying to get to is like people yes. should do whatever they want without judgment yeah yeah there's so many taboos around this kind of stuff so divorce is a taboo do you well do you think is it do you feel like societally we place a taboo on divorce I don't think we do anymore or culturally or in any in any way I don't I'm not married maybe it'll change once I'm married or if I'm married maybe I'll feel that but I like I said I my parents are divorced a lot of people in my family are separated or and or divorced so seeing that I don't see it as taboo I think it makes sense that like if something doesn't work out that and it just doesn't work out and it's healthier to leave than to like stay in an unhappy toxic or whatever the situation may be marriage Mm -hmm. 
Um, so personally, I don't see it as that, but I can see how, like, as a society, if you are married, that there would be of a, like a taboo or maybe like a great shame and guilt of your marriage not working. I can mm-hmm. see that, but I, I don't know. I'm not married. I don't know, but I can see both. Mm-hmm. And I guess it would just depend on someone's experience. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see a lot of that growing up, like in terms of separated couples or divorced couples. I'm more closely. Hmm, how do I say this? I'm being, I'm seeing it closely now Mm. with certain things in my family and there are moments where people will talk and it is seen as this like don't talk about it but also talk about it behind the person's back like about their relationship and like what "What the heck why are they like why are they getting a divorce and like it's not your business but also like it's yeah it's I'm seeing some of that guilt and shame that you were just talking about Mm. and I don't think that's okay I don't think people should be judged I think to do a divorce probably is really hard you probably aren't doing it like on a willy-nilly just like hey I'm like it's you know what I mean and it's expensive a lot of money yeah unless like you come to a really good agreement and you know be both can work through that really easily but it's pretty hard yeah. to do that. Yeah. But also, and I guess I was talking also about like emotionally hard. Like I don't yeah. think, I think, I don't think people are just saying, you know, waking up one day, oh, I'm, I'm over this. Let's get a divorce. Like, um, you know, I feel like if you're married to someone and you married them out of like true love or whatever, I don't think it's that easy to just or be whatever. like. <laughs> no judgment. Some, some people are like that. Some yeah, but I feel like, like that. that's a mind that's like a small percentage, it seems. But I don't the thing is is that you're coming to the think the thought that like people get into marriage because they love each other. Not everybody gets into a marriage because they love each other. Not everybody, but thing. I think a lot of people do. Okay. I think there's a lot of people that get married because they love the person. I think, right? I don't <laughs> know. I could be wrong. Uh that's kind of I like would my hope perception. So. Yes, yes. I guess that's a better way to say it. I would hope so. And if that's the case, if that's the case, Mm -hmm. I would think logically that it's not that easy to just come to the decision that you want to divorce the person. Mm -hmm. If you, I think in general, just anything like that, or like a a breakup, you know. But like you know, divorce is also pretty big in the sense that you were married and you were tied to them very intimately and you know with these in this this legal way too and you're mm-hmm. gonna have to cut that off and it's mm-hmm. gonna be yeah you might have to fight for some things who knows um it's, it can get it can get really stressful and very difficult so but and I've messy. never experienced it so I don't know I think you get messy something that I heard and that I mentioned to you before is that like the person that you marry isn't the person that you divorce yeah and yeah, I've seen a lot of messy, messy things, but I'm not going to open up about it, but we'll, we can just move on. Is it, is divorce a sin? Because hmm. hmm. we grew up Catholic. Hmm. <laughs> we grew up in a Catholic culture, in Catholic families. Like you're I mean, just not supposed to, right? Isn't it till death do us part? 
I mean, I, it, it is a vow, but um, divorce, is divorce specifically a sin? I would say no, but I, I guess if you're looking at like Catholicism, if you have sex with somebody that's not your husband or wife or spouse, you're committing adultery, then that is, would be a sin. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't say necessarily divorce is a sin. Mm-hmm. but the other acts that may come with it could be considered. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting how the church and maybe other mm-hmm. religions too, but I, I grew up Catholic and I have, can say more, I guess about the, the mm-hmm. Catholic church and yeah, Christianity same. and stuff. Um, how, how much influence they have on marriage and marriage and families and divorce and, um, monogamy and things like that and how you're supposed to marry one person and and how marriage needs to be between one man and one woman and they have all these certain you know Mm -hmm. stipulations around marriage and stuff like that yeah Um, I don't necessarily subscribe to them Mm -hmm. but a lot of people do yeah same I don't I don't agree with any of that yeah when it comes to well in general there's I don't like the Catholic institution. Yeah. I don't like everything else about it. And yeah, I think it's a way to, I think Catholicism and religion and our government use it as a way to like structure us and structure Mm -hmm. our society. And Mm -hmm. you can see that, that that Mm -hmm. was was implemented and anything outside of that Mm -hmm. is non-traditional. It's like, not viewed as okay and I think that we're as a society I'm hoping that we're moving against that and moving to like being more open to Mm -hmm. to differences and Mm -hmm. going outside of the norm I guess um but yeah I think you're right I think people use Catholicism and religion and that's a way to like also have people remain or do certain things when it comes to marriage yeah I mean it affects your psychology it's in the book that I was reading like the way you think Mm -hmm. and view certain things and how catholic a lot of catholic people view marriage and divorce and stuff like that and they have a certain way of looking at it and if something if somebody does something outside of that you know people have stuff to say about it yeah but in general we are all sinners I guess yeah you're looking at it that way deal with it (laughs) do yeah we're all serious i guess Uh, all right let's talk about kids we do not have kids yeah we don't have kids either (laughs) so we're not married and we don't have kids and these are the topics we're talking about do you feel an expectation to have kids do people ask you yes i feel an expectation now that i'm 30 um so is it more because of age or because or also because you've been again like with your boyfriend for an extended period of time already like it's been yeah. years that you've been together yeah it's both yeah I think it but it's mostly about because his and I have been together for a long time okay um 
And don't get me wrong. I want to be married. I want to have kids. It's just, I want to do it on my own time, on my yes. own terms. I don't want people to tell me what to do. Yes. And that's more of it. I feel like more of it comes from like me trying to be rebellious and be like, no, you can't tell me what to do. And I think I've always had like that spirit in me. You know what I mean? So the fact that people are telling or like saying this to me now makes me want to do it even less. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, and I do want to have that and I do want to do that. And his and I we come from like similar backgrounds with like separated parents or like being raised by single parents. And so we know like what it takes kind of for us to create the sort of relationship that we want and the relationship and the lifestyle that we want to live and the, the, what we want to bring our kids into and like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. We're pretty serious about that because of how we were raised. And I think like the lack of um, sometimes structure that wasn't our parents' fault or our mother's fault. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I can't even speak. But we were both raised by our mothers, right? And so we saw what it was like for single parents to struggle to raise. And him also funny, like he has um, two no he three other siblings and I have two other siblings and so we saw our mothers being single mothers and seeing what that's like and we know what it what it is to like have not one parent in the household so then we want to be able like the reason why we are taking our time and doing it on our own terms is because we want to do it when we want to do it mm-hmm. and because we've always or at least I've always felt like these are these are the norms. These are the things that you have to do. I don't want to be told what to do. And, but I still want to do those certain things because I have the strong connection with Jesus. I do want to have kids, mm-hmm. but I want to, I want to do it on my own terms, basically mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. What I about feel you? The, I feel the same way. I feel like regardless of if people tell me, you know, you should be having kids. You're almost 30. If I choose to have a baby next year, it's not because you told me to, right? It's because I want, I felt ready. So Mm -hmm. like my main reasoning that we don't have kids right now is because we don't feel financially ready Mm -hmm. to do that because I'm still, we have, we have student debt. Jasmine's trying to go back to school. Like we have things, Mm -hmm. we have some things planned that we want to do first before we have kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same. And so we, you know, we talk about it a lot, but we do want kids and I don't know mm-hmm. when that's going to happen, but I do, I do for, I do see it in my future, but that's more the reason why I don't, we don't have kids right now. Why I don't have any mm-hmm. kids right now. It's not yeah. like that. I'm just actively trying not to conform for, you know, to people's ideas or pressures <laughs> or notions you know what I mean That's like I'm me. not it's not an act of rebellion or anything for me at least yeah. it's, it's like if I'm gonna have a baby next year it's because I wanted to and not because you told me to <laughs> you know yeah and and that's what I mean yeah yeah exactly so yeah so and that's that's kind of how I feel and I'm like, you're not going to be raising my kid. I'm going to be raising my kids. So I'm going to decide when I'm going to have my kids, you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. also like I feel like a lot of women don't talk about this and I don't know, maybe I'm just, it's just kind of, I'm one of the rare ones that like is really scared to give birth Same. or, or like, um, just like, I don't want to do it. 
Like, I don't want to go through the labor process. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, like, I, that's scary. I don't think that it's really talked about, like, like the actual labor process. Like, we don't, like, when I was learning about it in the pregnancy and the labor process, like, that shit is scary. Like, it is scary. I'm scared to have kids, like, physically having a child. Yeah. Like, it's so much on your body. Learning, like, when I, like, my sister has been pregnant, like, various times and like other family members and I've asked them and it's like how I mean obviously we can do it right but mm-hmm. like that is scary do I want to put myself through that and every all the time I would joke with this is I was like yo I would be ready to have a kid like n- like next month if you could have it yeah because I I it's scary but like I would want to do it but at the same time like we don't talk about like a lot of the health complications that come with it or just yeah. like the procedural aspect of it and also like the money aspect of it and mm-hmm. the the time and the effort just not during pregnancy not only like when you have a kid but like during pregnancy too and like that is a lot on our body it's like for nine freaking months I cannot imagine like I'm just thinking about it now it like freaks me out and I guess maybe yeah yeah I guess maybe the reasons why I don't have kids right now it's because I don't think I'm physically ready to like handle that also like I want to be in a specific financial situation when I have kids with Jesus um I want to have a house or be living in a house um and yeah, there's a lot. And yeah. yeah. Well, I will tell you our fears are valid and it's okay. I when I tell people like, "Oh, I'm so scared to give birth. Like, I don't think I could go through it." That's, that's a lot so of times they say like, "But once the baby's here, you're going to forget all about it." Like, no. don't worry about it. Like, it's okay. And sometimes like that's reassuring, no. but also kind of invalidating because yeah. I just told you what I'm terrified of. And it's a valid fear. That's mm-hmm. a valid fear I think a lot of women have. And yeah, we don't really talk about it. And so I was even kind of hesitant to say it. But yeah, I don't want to go through. I don't want to like go through the physical process of giving birth. That just yeah. freaking terrifies me. Yeah. And people should be okay to say that. Um, But anyway, I do want kids at some point. And I was talking to Jasmine about it. And we thought like, will she be the one to give birth? Or would we adopt? You know, because mm-hmm, there's other yeah. options too. It's not just you know, the like, you know, giving birth, but there's other ways to have kids and to build. A yeah. Family. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're, we, you know, we have options and true, true. yeah, people are age. Mm, I have a few friends that have kids, but most of my friends are not married and do not have kids. I want to say. Yeah. I know some of my friends are married and have mm-hmm. kids, mm-hmm. but the majority. Yeah. Yeah. I have like both. I have both. I have like people who are single and then people who are married and have kids. Yeah. But there's not that many people who are married and have kids. But there, I know a lot of people who are just either or. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess yeah, that's cool. Yeah. What you want? We support y'all. We support you. Yeah. Okay. We talked about marriage, kids, but there's something else that we don't talk about very much, uh, and that is monogamy. Mm Hmm. I feel like we are a 
monogamous society or we're a society that pushes more for monogamy and legally we cannot marry more than one person at a time that is true culturally what are your thoughts about how our culture sees monogamy polygamy polyamory all those kinds of things culturally i think we view it the same way and i think it's really tied to the religion like we kind of talked about it Mm -hmm. so i think culturally and religiously we're also pushed to monogamy yep um yeah yeah i mean but at the same time like hella people cheat on their spouses or like are in open relationships like there are aspects where people just don't talk about these things because they are so outside of like society norms and traditions and stuff like that there's a lot of debate right now amongst like scientists and evolutionary biologists like people who study this stuff about Mm -hmm. you know whether we as a human species are meant to be you know monogamous are we Mm -hmm. because we're Mm -hmm. we're sexual beings you know we need we need like that physical we need that like intimate intimacy with another person like Mm -hmm. I mean it is it's true we are (laughs) and and I and yeah but 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 we don't there's a lot of debate about whether it's like we need to stick with one partner for the rest of our life or Mm. are we have we evolved to be more polyamorous or polygamous or whatever um mm-hmm. there's a lot of debate around it but the christian church yeah. in this book that i was reading that i talked about earlier talk did mention how christianity when it started to kind of proliferate around like europe and things like in and areas like uh, in europe that they pushed more for monogamy um mm-hmm. you know one partner but a lot of people cheat you're right a lot of people do cheat and why is that who knows for a variety of reasons variety of reasons but I think we put so we I think we tend to either it's like a taboo or we kind of we judge it, you know, people who have more than one partner or mm-hmm. who, um, you know, cheating is such a bad thing. And mm. like, you know, they do once a cheater, always a cheater and like all these things. Yeah, <laughs> because we're forced we, because we're pushed this narrative that like once you're with this person, you're with this person. And like, you mm-hmm. should be exclusive and you shouldn't be seeing anybody else and you shouldn't be sleeping with anybody else. And it's very mm-hmm. rigid in certain ways. And yeah. sometimes I feel like that even pushes people to cheat more um, in some sense. Really? Yeah, because I think like we're so constrained and we'll talk about like open relationships and things like yeah. that. But like, we're so, I feel like we're, we're again, the binary. You're either single or you're with somebody. Mm -hmm. or and then when you're with them you're exclusively with them and Mm -hmm. whatever that means right emotionally Mm -hmm. mentally or sexually too you can't have other sexual partners Mm -hmm. but what if you do want another sexual partner Mm -hmm. you know what if you do have these curiosities and interests and you want to explore that with other people and Mm -hmm. you can't well then you either break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever your partner or -hmm. you cheat Mm. I don't know that's kind of I mean I guess yeah yeah the way you put it makes sense yeah yeah I think I I just think people should do whatever they want I I you know what I mean (laughs) I personally am in a monogamous relationship 
I like being in a monogamous relationship. I'm not even sure if I'm res- like saying that correctly. <laughs> monogamous relationship. Monogamous. Okay, so what does monogamy I, mean? One person and one person, right? Yeah, one person being emotionally and physically intimate with. With one person, um, yep. With mm-hmm. one person. And mm-hmm. I like that. I mm-hmm. love that. I love my partner. And mm-hmm. I personally don't want to explore that with somebody else. Mm, I that's don't. Great. That's, I, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't see that. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to judge anyone else who wants to do that. Yeah. I know there's certain people who want to date other people or see other people or have sex with more than one person and mm-hmm. all these other things. Right. I just don't personally want to do that. Yeah. But say um like and I know other people who have explored or have open relationships or have more than one partner Mm -hmm. and that's cool I'm not gonna like treat them any differently because of their lifestyle you know what I mean like they're a good person they're a good person but you look you know what I mean I'm not nobody to judge someone on how they want to live their life yeah what they want to do or explore but I personally that's just not something that I would want to do you know Mm -hmm. yeah I actually have thought about an open relationship Mm -hmm. and and I have the consent of Jasmine to like talk about this too and we've Mm -hmm. we are we have I feel like we have such good open communication and Mm -hmm. we're so supportive of one another Mm -hmm. and there's no like jealousy I guess um Mm -hmm. and there's like a lot of trust I want to say it just feels safe it feels really safe and I felt mm-hmm. safe enough to even say that to her, you know, that mm-hmm. I like, I would be, I would be open to doing something like that. Like, obviously we have to communicate and set our boundaries and we have to both be on the same page, I think for it to work. Yeah. Um, But I think that like, that should be okay. And we, people shouldn't be shamed for, for even being open to something like that. Right. Yeah. And an open yeah. relationship, meaning at least to me, um, like you would have different sexual partners hmm so because I think that's different than polyamory where you have maybe there's a throuple right or three or four people that are mm-hmm. like committed to it, one another like as a group th- yeah. yeah yeah but but an open relationship is more like I think just like the sexual part I want to say but you're still mm-hmm. emotionally mentally committed to like to your partner exclusively this is mm-hmm. my girlfriend right um mm-hmm. and and yeah, I think I think that people if you if you want to have that like be open about it and have that conversation mm-hmm. with your partner and it can be kind of scary cuz what if they're not about it and yeah. even even the even the idea that you're even considering it could lead to a breakup possibly who knows. Mm-hmm. Um so and also just because you consider it doesn't mean you have to do it and you should yeah, do it and like exactly. you can change your mind. Like I'm very happy and yeah. I'm also in a monogamous relationship currently mm-hmm. and I'm very, we're both very happy. Yeah. Um, And also like, you know how people have like certain sexual fantasies or kinks or ideas or yeah. things they want to try. Like yeah. that doesn't mean if like, if you want to include another person or if you want to try it with a different person, I don't know if that necessarily means you don't love your partner. And I feel like there's this maybe misconception that I have this fantasy of, you know, example, right? And we're being very like, this is not for kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but like I'm just gonna be very up honest like people you know who have certain fantasies of like I want to see you try this with another person like I think that mm. th- that turns me on mm-hmm. it's so hot like mm-hmm. you're showing your partner your true self like you're just bearing it all out there this is a fantasy of mine and I think that's mm-hmm. okay to share those things doesn't mean yeah. they have to happen but yeah you're sharing what you are curious about what you're interested in mm-hmm. And your partner can be like cool or your partner cannot be cool about it, but at least you're talking about it. And it, yeah. but it doesn't mean that you're not happy with them. It doesn't mean, well, at least for me, like me considering mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. an open relationship, it was just like, it's just like in my head, but not like anything I'm like really acting on. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, I'm curious what that would look like. It yeah. doesn't mean that I love her any less. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. And that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Some yeah, people might might use open relate the idea of um encouraging an open relationship to kind of stray away from the partner because they're distancing yeah. themselves or something. But in that case, you know, you might as well just tell them, "Hey, I'm not happy." Yeah, <laughs> rather than like use, yeah, making it more complicated. Yeah, um, but like I don't see yeah. any. Ju- I, there shouldn't be any judgment. There around shouldn't. This kind yeah. Of yeah, that's true. There shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, I yeah. And I like the fact that you brought it up, you are bringing in your like perspective into it and mm-hmm. your conversation with Jasmine and mm-hmm. that you have talked about it and that you feel mm-hmm. safe to talk about it. And I think these, all these topics sh- generally do come up yeah. in like relationships. You know what I mean? Like all these, like these type of things do come up. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think it's normal for them to come up. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you don't actually have to do it you right. can you're just talking about it yes. like there's nothing wrong with communicating and yes. figuring out and like coming to an understanding or just being open with your partner because mm-hmm. I mean you're gonna be with them right so like why wouldn't you want to tell them also? I mean think about like your you know sexual relationship with your partner even if like when it's just you two in the bedroom like I think that's important to communicate what your wants are mm-hmm. what your interests are what your needs are yeah what I you like, like what you, do what you don't like yeah yeah like and so that those conversations happen and they should mm-hmm. happen yeah and we should be okay with that happening you know like yeah there shouldn't be any judgment so yeah I just feel like a lot of people don't talk about it yeah as like we're on a podcast and we're talking about it I just feel like a lot of people don't really talk about it in that yeah. way or maybe these topics like you said are more are more intimate topics or more private conversations I feel like people see it mm-hmm. as which yeah. makes sense I mean you you don't have to air out I mean we're definitely not airing out our situations yeah entirely and and we're doing it because of the privacy and respect mm-hmm. of our partners too so um it makes sense you know what I mean I think understanding what those are for your partner as well as for yourself makes sense on how we approach these things yeah no I am in no way saying you should be talking to us about this or like I you know. know we're not <laughs> saying that <laughs> let's all have a conversation together I mean, I mean we could if you wanted I mean, to you but... could if you want yeah if people wanted to for yeah. sure share share what yeah. you feel comfortable sharing what you want to talk about but if you don't you don't need to you yeah. know yeah so so, <clears throat> so we're both in mono- each in monogamous relationships mm-hmm. have you ever tried or have been in a different type of relationship I know you said in the future like you don't see this you don't Mm-mm. see yourself trying it because it's not your thing Mm-mm. but have you not ever in the past no okay no I've always been in a monogamous like one partner relationship yeah um, I think that's a, that's called serial monogamy like one person yeah. at a time 
Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's me. Okay, cool. What about you? Um, well, I haven't really been in relationships, to be honest, like, period. But um, I've dated, like, I've gone on dates with people, like, not necessarily on at the same. Well, like, I've gone, like, on a date with somebody, and then, like, the next week, I'll be on a date with someone else. That was when I was, you know, mm-hmm. single and just kind of dating. Um, See, that's and by, okay. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. in general, like, what's the difference between that and, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, isn't that seeing more than one person, I would say? Yeah, I was seeing more than one right? person. Yeah. Right. And I feel like that's normal, right? I, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, so whatever normal means, I guess. Whatever normal right? means and whatever. I mean, I feel like a lot of people do that, especially not with exactly. online dating. Like, yeah. You match with someone and then you match with someone else because you're swiping, you know, on different yeah. people and you end up matching with two or three people. You yeah. go on a date one week with this person, you go on a date with, this person the next week and so on Mm -hmm. and so forth and I like I feel like that's that's Mm -hmm. like the dating culture right now yeah and that's cool too like whatever but um, sorry go ahead I interrupted you no that's okay in terms of uh, like a committed relationship this is my first and only one currently Mm -hmm. uh going on two years and we're exclusive monogamous like it is what it is and yeah mm-hmm. in the future yeah. I don't I know I, I mean I don't know what's gonna happen but I see myself being with her for a long time so mm-hmm. um yeah so you've I don't know you don't have to you don't have to include this but you've discussed the potential of opening like having an open relationship with mm-hmm. Jasmine mm-hmm. Oh, okay cool. I've I've expressed it to her that I've had a curiosity mm-hmm. around it and an, and a potential interest and mm. she is incredibly supportive and but what does that mean um like, so so it would be um if if i were to pursue something mm-hmm. physical with someone mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. she would just want to know who it is and she would expect me to be safe with them because obviously mm-hmm. i would yeah. still be in a relationship with her and like those yeah. types of boundaries but like yeah ultimately i'm still committed to her does yeah. that make sense yeah and she is okay with that yes and she is okay with that yeah and but she but she's like I just need you to tell me like I can't yeah. have you like just go behind my back and cheat you well, know what I mean yeah. like which I would never that is do. cheating I guess because that's cheating yeah. if I go yeah. behind her back and keep it a secret that's cheating and I like yeah. that's not yeah. <laughs> that's not my deal you know so that's why I brought it up to her very openly like hey I've just been thinking about it how do you feel about it and and she w- is okay with me pursuing it. She's not interested in doing it with anybody else. Um, mm, but she's mm-hmm. like, if you want to, like, yeah, like, that's cool you- that you've talked about it. I wanted to move on to the like jealousy part of it yeah. because mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Okay, jealousy. What is it? I, I was like, I don't know how to do <laughs> that transition without being. I didn't know how to do that transition. So let's talk about jealousy well, because I, mean, I feel like yeah. when mm-hmm. we talk about like relationships or just not just open relationships, but relationships, I think that jealousy does exist even outside of relationships. Like jealousy is an emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Yeah. So have you ever felt it? Have you ever felt, I mean, I guess this is generally, have you ever felt jealousy? Have you ever felt it in your relationship outside of your relationship? I have a hard time answering that because I, I'm trying to pinpoint what exactly jealousy is. Mm. Is it like a, um, like an envy? Is it like a possessiveness, you know? Mm. Um, 
I don't really know how to pinpoint it. I remember feeling like with friendships, let's say, mm-hmm. um, oh, my friend is spending a lot of time with this person and like, she doesn't really hang out with me that much anymore. Mm. A- am I like hurt? Am I jealous of that other person that there's spend that they're able to spend that time with them? Like, do I want that time? Is that what it is? And I'm mm-hmm. envious, mm. you know? Um, cause yeah. I have felt that. And mm-hmm. if that's what you're referring to, then yes, I have felt jealousy in the past in, in friendships. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what I mean because it's so hard to pinpoint like what exactly it is. It yeah. means. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we've all know that feeling of like, yeah. we, Something I don't know if it's right. Yeah. Maybe I don't know if it's jealousy or envious or maybe it's both and a combination of two, but it's that feeling of like, oh gosh, like something is wrong or like like you said like why are they spending so much time with that other person they should be spending more time with me or Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I feel like that is kind of I don't know if it's normal I I don't selfishness normal I wouldn't say that because like it's an emotion like yeah and it's valid but at the same time, like you're not imposing your that on anybody else. I feel like if you're imposing it on somebody else, like, hey, you can't no. hang out with them, then then maybe that would be selfish and like controlling yeah. and it's not good. But it, I think it's normal to have those type of feelings of like, oh, like, why aren't they spending any time with me? Or like, oh, like, I don't know. You know what I mean? I feel like we've all experienced that. And I feel like that is an emotion that comes and goes. So the issue could come from what you do with that jealousy then. Like, yeah, I think so. It. Yeah. Because I think it's normal. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like me and my sister, like it could be through with anything. Like yeah. you, I feel like you can experience it in any anyway. aspect of your life in any way, like with your sisters, with uh, your, your friend, with your partner, with your parents, with at work. Like, I think that emotion can be invoked but mm-hmm. it's just like, what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. And how do you communicate it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Let's because let's, maybe yeah. maybe we can't like in like conceptualize it or very like be more analytical in that way. But, but we, we feel all it. Have, fe- have felt that we yes. all know what it feels like. Yes. And I think we should we should like focus it through the lens of a relationship since we're talking mm-hmm. about like open yeah, relationships true, true, true. and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I th- uh, the reason I say that is because I feel like a lot of people say in general who who are opposed to an open relationship is like, oh, I'm too jealous to do that. I would be too jealous. I would get jealous right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that before. Not saying everybody does yeah. that, but I've heard that that's one of the reasons why people don't pursue that or, you know, yeah. um, is out of jealousy. And like, yeah. and then I asked like, well, what are you, you know, w- if that happens, right? Well, what are you jealous of? Mm. um you know or like in a relationship if you're if you're in a heterosexual relationship and your boyfriend has friends that are girls and Mm. your boyfriend hangs out with those girls when you're not there like if you know but you know them like you're you're you're, Mm -hmm. you know their friends they're and it's just platonic Mm -hmm. do you still feel some sort of jealousy you know Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah Um, I know what you mean it can play it can play around in different ways in relationships yeah but at the same time when it comes to like obviously he has um friends and friends that are you know um we're in a heterosexual relationship that are women like um I think 
because we've been together for so long, like I know those people and he doesn't really have that many in general. Like most of his friends are men. Mm -hmm. And so that's not like something that I really think about because he Mm -hmm. doesn't really have friends that are women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I think that's, yeah. I, I, again, I always go back to like, what, what, what am I jealous of? I think with me and Jasmine, there's, we've accessed this like space together that's safe for the mm-hmm. both of us that's sacred that's special that mm-hmm. only i've accessed with her and nobody else yeah and like there's something really special about that and like why would mm-hmm. you want to lose that i wouldn't want to lose that yeah and, um and i think if i were to feel like some sort of jealousy which i might maybe i think it'd be of that it would be like wait a minute this is this was our safe space like this intimate emotional mental physical space that we've shared together and we've experienced together Mm -hmm. um for you to do that with someone else kind of takes away a little bit maybe from what we had and I feel like that would be something that would be maybe the root of my jealousy who knows Mm -hmm. um but I I also wouldn't want like if she were to come up to me and tell me you know I want to try to have an open relationship I want to I I have some 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 curiosities and interests that I want to explore Mm-hmm. I would try really hard to not let my own reservations and jealousy um, like stop her from doing that while at the same time making sure that my boundaries are also being respected um, mm-hmm. if she wants to continue like in a relationship with me um, yeah does that make sense yeah that makes sense but I I, I get that yeah. and that's important to talk about it's like your partner wants to try something and but then also making sure that it doesn't cross your boundaries. Yeah. Um, I think that is important. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I, I feel like I have specific boundaries I've already set that yeah. I set for myself. This is a set for himself for us to be in this relationship. Like, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly when you're saying like we created like this space for us mm-hmm. to be safe and to be mm-hmm. together and our true selves and, mm-hmm. you know, be together and work at this through life and be life Mm -hmm. partners right Mm -hmm. so anything you know and if I don't know if this is ever wants to try it I would hope that he would come and talk to me first and like be honest about where he's coming from and what he thinks and then I can decide whether I am okay with that or not yes and if I'm not okay with that I would also hope to like okay, then maybe, you know, we shouldn't be together and maybe mm-hmm. you should go ahead and explore this on your own because I'm not okay with that. You know yeah, what I mean? I, and that's okay yeah, to do. And that should be, it should be good to mm-hmm. have that conversation. But the first thing is like having that space to be able to communicate. Yeah. But I think that we're talking about this so like intellectually and like <laughs> base case, best case scenarios and like- yeah. I know a lot of yeah I know a lot of people who are not in the most healthiest relationships Mm -hmm. and I feel like people don't really talk about that or people don't want to talk about like the shit that they go through with their partners and I don't think people should be going through shit with their partners that's the thing you know but I also you know what I mean like I feel like we never really talk about like partnership in this way like mm-hmm. we're talking about it in like the best case scenario, mm-hmm. but I know some messy, messy people. Look, I know jealousy is a very real thing. Yeah. 
and I again the issue I think the problems arise when the jealous when you act on jealousy in a certain way to um keep your partner when your partner maybe doesn't want to do certain things or doesn't want to be mm-hmm. with you or you manipulate them in some way because you're yeah. jealous and like things you start to say things that you don't mean because mm. you're hurt and jealous again like the jealousy I think the feeling of it is is normal it's human like we feel it and, and mm-hmm. what you were saying earlier sometimes we don't even know how to explain it or articulate yeah. it but it's there and we we all know what we're talking about here mm-hmm. and and then you like to put that shit on your partner and like it leads to some really messy things. But then the I communication think communication is super important. Yeah. I still don't think if you're if you're in a relationship like that and it's pushing you to be like that, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be in be that in relationship, it. to yeah. be honest. Like yeah. if you're really going to be acting out like and you have agreed with your partner that you're going to be in an open relationship and you cannot handle that you should not be in that relationship yeah like or regardless or regardless of what nah that's not gonna work out bro if we're gonna be realistic like you can change your out. mind like okay let's try it but you know what never mind i kind of don't like it tell that to your partner yes before but you've walking already, away yeah but you've already created all that damage well you know mean, that what was damaged though what was the damage that person acting whatever the hype hypo that you created that like oh oh, they've been acting out and like saying things that they don't mean and all this other stuff and like obviously yeah yeah. yeah, you can revisit it and be like okay let's not do it again but there was a lot of shit that did happen in between that so like what do you do with that yeah yeah okay i thought you were referring to like you try an open relationship it doesn't work like you don't really you feel like you don't like it you never mind you change your mind you can tell your partner that before yeah just like, obviously yeah okay 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 Got and it. obviously like in this situation too like there's a lot of shit that happened you can still work through it yeah, but yeah, i'm just yeah. saying like it's gonna be really hard you just gotta know your boundaries man you gotta know where you draw the line because you can only take so much shit from your partner from anybody in life you shouldn't <laughs> you should not be taking any shit any shit from your partner no shit yeah um set your boundaries yeah but be honest and open what is hard yeah i i want to do more research on this because i'm not i know that there are books and stuff and yeah it'll be interesting to on read what on relationships on jealousy on open. everything relationships okay, jealousy partnership because yeah i think that a lot of these topics do come up in relationships especially the whole jealousy part and um yeah the fact that people are being more open to like being in open relationships or polyamorous relationships um it'd be interesting to see how like people navigate that yeah Um, how they make that work yeah and like do you know anybody who's in like open or polyamorous relationships because right now we're talking we're not in that like in this whole topic we're not married we don't have kids (laughs) we're not in polyamorous relationships we're just talking about this topic but do you know of anybody who like is in uh, an open relationship or polyamorous relationship Dude, in my immediate life like in my immediate relationships no i've mm. n- met people who have been and who've tried it and stuff but not they're not like my friends i just know people that i've met in my life that mm-hmm. have had that but not really they're either single or in a monogamous relationship and that's what mm-hmm. it is you're in either single or you're that and maybe i feel like a lot of people want to try it but don't speak Mm. out on it Mm. because of the stigma maybe around it or the judgment or the tabooness of it I don't know Mm -hmm. do you know anybody 
Yeah. Okay. I know people who are in open relationships, people who are trying it, it people who it hasn't That's worked so out cool. for them. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's not for me, but it's pretty cool that people are trying it and seeing what works for them. I just know that it's messy. Like we're talking about like, yeah, let's communicate. Let's it do this can get messy. It can get messy, but it also is not going to be perfect in my opinion, yeah. because I feel like because the, the reason why I'm saying like it's not as easy, it's because of the whole stigma behind it. Mm-hmm. Like not only do you have to work through the stigma behind it because the mm-hmm. society views it a certain way, but you also have to work through it with your partner because being mm-hmm. in a relationship with a partner, it's it, sh- it should be easy and it is good. And it's like you have should have good communication but it also is work like you want to go on dates you ha- want to build this intimacy continue to build that and mm-hmm. you know what I mean so like mm-hmm. it does take some effort to be in a relationship so to add that or to do that with somebody else whatever in whatever way you want to do that's something in addition to it yeah you're adding so, another person into the yeah mix, so so what yeah so what I'm saying is like it can be messy and it cannot but at the same time like I think people are exploring that and if people want to they should um but they do have a lot to deal with not mm-hmm. just like the their relationships but the stigma behind it yeah, and that's what i meant more where like it's a lot um mm-hmm. yeah but yeah people should should do what they want but i think i hope i hope us having this conversation like yeah we can't we're like we're in monogamous relationships we're not married we don't have kids but we are trying to destigmatize these conversations and these mm-hmm. different and um these different types of relationships and things like this is the whole point like we hope that people sh- are free to explore what they want to explore yeah you know there shouldn't be any judgment about it yeah but i mean like if your partner doesn't want to explore that then then they don't want to explore it yeah then yeah. you either got to decide okay is it really that important like do I really need to try this if I you know or can I like okay it was just an idea I can set it aside my partner doesn't want to explore it I'm cool with it I just, it was just an idea yeah you, know? you get what I'm saying then, or, or... I, I get what you're saying but then like you really like if somebody brought it up and you're they don't act on it then like you should act like why wouldn't you you know what I mean it's kind of more like not I don't want to say like suppressing but it kind of sounds like it's like oh like that's something I want to do but I'm not going to do it because of this well then yeah yeah and I think it depends like is this something I really have been thinking about a lot and I need to do it and I have this like itch that I need to scratch and 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 Mm -hmm. you know or is it just like oh I thought about it and like I don't care if you like if you really don't want to do it that's fine with Mm -hmm. me like I'm cool Mm -hmm. I I think it really depends but I yeah. think there is something to say about like if you even thought about it, there may be something there that's worth exploring. And yeah. if your partner is not about it and stuff, like then you have to decide, like, okay, then should I explore this on my own? Do I do we need to maybe not be together for me to do this? Mm-hmm. Or is there some middle ground that we could maybe work through? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Every relationship's yeah. different. Yeah. But I'm wondering, people who are listening to this, like are probably in or maybe not in monogamous relationships and I'm just wondering like if they are if you are a listener and listening to this and you are in a monogamous relationship do you see yourself being in an open or polyamorous relationship why or why not 
Uh, and, and that would be cool if, to know. Like comment, like actually comment that below because I would want to know. That'd be cool. And if you're not, if you're in a polyamorous or open relationship or have talked about it, is there any mm-hmm. merit to what we're saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they just, they're like, shut the fuck up, bro. Was this a whole waste of an episode? Hopefully not. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, no, I think it's good to talk about it. I'm just, yeah, I'm just joking, but. I just don't know. I don't We do want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, we do. All right. We're going to end this That's episode it. now. Bye, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this. Really let oh, us yeah, know so your thoughts. Please. We're so curious about what you have to say. And we want to know. We want to hear your thoughts. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you. We'll catch you at the next one. See Bye-bye. ya. Bye.